Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast for teens and for parents of teens, a podcast to supplement your weekly study of the Come Follow Me curriculum with thoughts, ideas, principles, stories, and questions all geared towards helping teenagers better follow Christ through their teenage years. Hey everybody, welcome back to Come Follow Me for Teens. I'm Josh Downs and today's episode is episode three. We're going to be looking at Matthew 2 and Luke 2 today. We have come to worship him. I just love these chapters because I love the Christmas story. I love the birth of Christ. There's so many great principles to look at here. Some of the key points that I would invite you to consider as you go through and study this this week. In Luke chapter 2 verse 11, that phrase, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Make sure, teenagers, that you underline and mark the word you. He is born for you. He is born to you because you are everything to him. I know how many of you struggle with your self-worth and self-esteem. Understand how much he loves you. He came, he lived, and he died for you. In Luke chapter 2, verse 7, we learn about there not being any room for him in the inn. Elder Holland points out that there probably would have been if they would have had money. That most likely room would have been made. Well, we can all make sure that we make room for Christ. Not just in the things that we want, but in sometimes in the things that just are what's best for us. Yes, I know playing video games and hanging out with friends are a lot more fun than reading scriptures and going to church. But we can make room for him, even if it's things that we don't love or want to do all the time, because those things will help us. And we don't need to make a lot of room, a few minutes every day just to say our prayers and read our scriptures and a little bit of time on Sundays to attend church and just prepare spiritually for the coming week. In Luke chapter 2, verse 12, we learn about how humble he is being born in a manger. In doing so, he set the example for all of us. I know how easy it is to get caught up in wanting to be seen by others, but that is not Christ's way, and that is not what he would have us do. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, we learn about the wise men, of course, and how they are seeking out Christ. And there's a phrase that I've always loved that says something like, wise men still seek him. We always need to be looking for him. In the very next verse, in fact, we learn about something that they were following to find him, something that we could learn to follow as well, and that was his star. One of my favorite plays growing up and, and still is to this day is A Christmas Carol, written by Charles Dickens. In one of the lines where Jacob Marley appears to Ebenezer Scrooge, he laments how he has walked through life without seeing the needs of others. He says, basically, why did I keep my eyes turned down instead of looking to that blessed star? Were there no poor homes to which its light might have conducted me? We have a star in each of us that will help us to find Christ today. And he won't be found in a manger, but he'll be found in others. So teenagers, keep your eyes up, always looking for those that need you. They are all around you. There are so many that are struggling in the world today that you can bring light to, that you can find Christ in. There's a great story about Simeon in the temple in chapter 2 of Luke, verses 25 through 32, that's great for you to study. The word Simeon actually means in Hebrew to hear. And somehow he was able to be led by the Spirit at the right time to the temple and then find Christ amongst all the children in the temple and recognize that it was him. 
Simeon definitely had the ability to hear Christ, and we can too. Also throughout the book of Matthew, there's a great principle interwoven throughout many verses. In verse 5, 15, 17, and 23, in telling about the birth of Christ, the connection is made that these things are happening, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the prophet. Matthew is clearly trying to teach and convey the importance of prophets and how important it is that we see them, that we recognize them, and that we trust them. I'll never forget while teaching seminary years ago, hearing about President Monson passing away and how the next day, just about every single one of my students showed up in their very best Sunday dress as a way of expressing their love for President Monson and their respect for him. Somehow word had gotten out on social media to, hey, let's dress up tomorrow to show our love and respect for President Monson. And so there were hundreds, thousands of teenagers really all over the world that did that. It was such an amazing sight to see. Young people, I know that the prophet has a very special place in your heart. Make sure that it always does. Now, the key principle today that I want to focus on comes at the end of Luke chapter 2. And it's in verse 52 and takes place right after the Savior as a young person had been discovered in the temple. After having been missed for quite a period of time from his mother and father and family, they discovered him there. And at the end of that experience, it concludes with verse 52. And it's the last verse that we have between Christ as a young person really entering the teenage years at 12 years old to the time of his ministry, which would begin at age 13. 30. Between those years, basically, obviously comprising his teenage years, all we have is one verse. And the verse is Luke chapter 2, verse 52, which simply reads, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I love that verse. And young people, I want you to make sure you have that verse marked. Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. Or another way of saying that is that he grew and developed physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. And why that's so important is because during these formulative years, you would do well to follow him in that kind of development as well. President Benson once said that the greatest yardstick of success is to see how closely we can walk each moment in his steps, that that person is greatest and most blessed and joyful, whose life most closely approaches the pattern of the Christ. This has nothing to do with earthly wealth, power, prestige, because the only true test of greatness, blessedness, joyfulness, is how close a life can come to being like the Master, Jesus Christ. He is the light, the way, the truth and the abundant life. And so, if you are going to follow him to the best of your ability during these teenage years, this is a key verse to help you to do that because it will help you to see the importance of balance in your life. That like Christ, you need to grow physically. You need to focus on taking care of yourself physically, getting enough sleep, eating healthy, right? That you need to focus on growing mentally, attending your classes, getting your homework done, trying to understand and learn as best as you can during these formulative years. He grew socially. He took the opportunity to get outside and and connect with individuals and with friends. This is one area that I see a lot of you struggling with in the world today. It's so easy to connect from a distance, but it isn't real connection. Texting and even talking on the phone 
will never replace being close to a person and talking face-to-face. Attending football games, basketball games, plays, getting together and just sitting and talking and, and having dinner, a late dinner or a milkshake, all those kind of things can help you to connect and have great experiences socially. And then, of course, spiritually. We need to make sure that we never neglect that part of us. Now, another important thing to recognize is that Satan is an extremist. And so he would love nothing more than to see you to become overbalanced in any one of these four areas. As good as it is to take care of ourselves, if we focus too much on ourselves and too much on our physical appearance, that can cause problems. As good as it is to do our schoolwork and to study and get homework done, if we spend too much time worrying about grades and learning and growing mentally, then we'll also become off balance and neglect some of the other areas as well. It can be very easy for you as a young person to become overdeveloped socially, wanting to spend too much time with friends that we neglect some of the other things. And finally, it can even cause problems to be too focused on developing ourselves spiritually. We need to have that balance. You need to have that balance. And parents can help you to find that balance. Parents help them to find that balance. Listen to them and let them guide you. They will let you know if they start noticing any one of those four areas becoming a little overbalanced. If you've ever had a shopping cart or been in a car that was out of alignment, you you know how crazy that can make you because it always wants to pull off to the left or sometimes those shopping carts will just rattle and shake a whole lot. The other day, I accidentally hit a curb pretty hard <laughs> with my car, which completely threw the, the front wheel out of alignment. And so now it always wants to pull to the left. And it even starts to wobble a little bit if I start going too fast. Well, that's because things are out of alignment. If I want a smoother ride in life, I need to bring these things back into alignment. These four areas, focusing on them, keeping them at the forefront of your mind, mental, physical, spiritual, and social, will help you to make sure that you keep things in alignment so that your ride, your drive through life is smoother. Let me give you some key questions that you can journal and discuss to help this particular principle sink into a deeper level. Question number one, why do you think it's important to have balance in each of these areas? Question two, who do you know that is a good example of balance in each of these areas? Question three, Simeon, as we reference, means to hear. So write down any thoughts that you are hearing that are coming to you in your mind about areas or ways that you think that you can work on to have greater alignment in your life. Question four, how do you feel that you can find greater balance in those areas? And the last question, if the target is Christ, which it is, Christ was always found best in the temple. So what is the Spirit telling you through your thoughts that you can do or start doing to better find Christ in the temple as a young person? The answers to those questions will be exactly the things that you need to do and that you can do to bring your life into greater alignment. Now, the only application question I'd like to ask you today is what is it that you will start doing today to better follow in Christ's footsteps to increase in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. And lastly, remember the three things to look for again as you study this week. How does this lesson bear testimony of Christ? 
There were angels, there were shepherds, prophets, wise men, even a star in the sky that were bearing testimony of who he is. What principles can you find to help guide you in your life? Many of which we've talked about here today. And lastly, what character traits do you see in Christ? Do you see his humility? Can you see the way that he respects his earthly parents? Even though he was at the temple doing his heavenly father's work, he still respected his parents and went with them because that's the kind of young person that he was. What other character traits do you see? I can't wait for you to find what you are meant to find yourself. And as always, let's take all of these things and go better follow him this week. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to Come Follow Me for Teens.